Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Teach Sleep Repeat. My name is Dylan. And my name is... Hayden. It's Hayden! And Hayden's here again. And don't, don't worry, this isn't the episode from last week. I know Hayden's laying on the same top again, but it's not the episode from last week. <laughs> I don't have many... I don't have many t-shirts, right, Dylan? No, you <laughs> don't. fit. <laughs> There's the key. Yeah. There's oh, the key. Oh, sorry, I thought I saw an inmate on the screen, but... <laughs> Fresh out of jail. <laughs> I'll have you know. I'm not only I'm an inmate, I'm an inmate from France. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Forget. As always, listeners not watching, completely pointless <laughs> content for you. Welcome back to this podcast. Oh, is that it? That's it. I thought I was going to let you take the reins. This is what, <laughs> no, no. ladies and gentlemen, this is what this podcast would be if I didn't take the lead. But yeah, oh, Dylan's always interrupting and uh, moving. This is why. Okay, so here's, here's what's going to happen. Aiden, over to you. Aiden. Mm. Mm. All right, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Over to me. So, Dylan, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of a cop out. I'm good, yeah. pal. I'm good. Um, we are one week in to our New Year's resolution targets. We are. So, anyone who listened last week, uh, it was all about the new year and we set ourselves a competition because resolutions, honestly, I used to hate them. Mm. Uh, whenever I did them, I would always be like that person. Why would I wait until January the 1st to make a change? Or oh, just make a change straight away if it's necessary. Well, the reason is because I don't make the change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's so, something to make me do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, we made a competition. Are you still on your daily streak? I'm of... still on my daily streak of fasting. Good. So, so can you? how's that going? It's going really well. Yeah. Genuinely, really, if anything, I'm adding in like an extra hour. So what are the details now then? Like, Tell us actually, what, what are you doing? You're eating from when until when? Right. So basically, the, the loose rules are I eat between lunch and dinner. That's it. So okay. I have lunch yep. and I have dinner and in between that time is fine. Okay. Um, the technical timings I'm giving myself are 12 to 8. Okay. So it's an eight hour window you're supposed to do for, sure. this, for this particular Does that always thing. work though? Even like a newborn around? Do you ever find you're like, oh, I need to eat now, but she's fussing. I've got to do this and that. I found it works even better because oh. dinner, I think we're, we're quite good at just having on time. Yeah. Whereas lunch... I suppose it's easy when you do nothing for the baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh, I'm joking. Was it you setting yourself up for this? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's all it was. No, I did actually wonder because I thought... Because you used to have really strict times on your fasting. Mm. So I thought, that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. Well, l basically, right, the only thing that often becomes late because of the baby yeah. is lunch. Okay. So okay. it just delays my start time, which actually makes the fasting even longer. So, like, I've quite often eaten lunch oh. at one o'clock. Oh, wow. But then still had dinner at like six, half six. Yeah, because you're going to change that, yeah. And then realistically, oh, my, yeah, I've just had a longer You feeling cramps? So. Are you feeling pain? Are you feeling I hunger? I feel or? fine. Yeah. I feel absolutely fine. I feel like what you should feel like because I'm eating enough food yeah. for a day. Good point. I can't remember who it was. Someone was telling me before mm. that, you know, in the same way, like we've just, there's just made up things in culture, right? And mm. we all just accept that's it. Like <laughs> the order of the alphabet. Yeah. Just things where it's like, no one questions it. It's just, it's just the thing. Yeah. But objectively, would it really matter if C and E swapped? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. And, and someone said to me one day that they were like, I think it was someone to do fitness. Like maybe someone that works in PE. I can't remember. Yeah. But they were like, you don't, there's no actual reason that we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Like that, it, it, we did just make up that mm. we have to have those three meals at those particular times. Is it times not just today. because it's like when we wake up, we want to eat? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But they, they were talking about how, you know, for, for a long time in history, those things didn't exist. You, you yeah. just ate when you were hungry. Yeah. You just had food when you, and it could, you could go days without food. Yeah. And sometimes they didn't even have food back in the day yeah. when they were like hunter gatherers. Exactly. Like yeah. So if you had to go another day because you didn't have any food, then you had yeah. to go another day. Yeah. That's so a good point. We've just got really used to, oh no, I have to, I have to eat my dinner. Well, there's that whole mm. adage, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I know so many people who don't eat yeah, breakfast. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's something in that. I'm sure mm. there's something to do with your metabolism. I don't know, but I'm not fussed by breakfast mm. and, and kind of flip to you where you're not having breakfast. I am having breakfast mm -hmm. now. And it, it's like, I, I, that's the one meal I feel I have to force down me. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, I don't like eating in the morning. Not really. 
But by 10 o'clock, I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, that's when I'm waiting. So do you feel better? I suppose it's the whole point of this is like, do you actually feel better? I know, obviously, throughout this you know process, when we come on and talk about it, we're going to talk about like the weight loss and stuff. Because yeah. at the end of the day, whatever we're doing is going to cause a calorie deficit and we're hoping yeah. to lose weight. But genuinely, the number one goal is, do you feel better in yourself? Not yet. Really? No, not yet. Being honest with you, I feel, I feel mm. the same. But I have done this diet before and I do remember it taking a few weeks to kick in and feeling pretty good after that but at the moment i just feel exactly the same i think i just need to do it for a bit longer really i mean you obviously feel different then <laughs> no I, I i don't feel massively different this is a really weird thing because i've done this so i'm doing the daily um challenge with you and my challenge is to not eat sugar and to clarify i mean like you know the most obviously added sugar high hyper high processed super palatable foods like crisps and yeah, yeah. you know pringles and chocolate and snacks and things like that all i'm doing is simply eating Breakfast, dinner, and lunch, mm. and not snacking. In that order. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they get that wrong? <laughs> ignore, my, ignore my comment about the culture. We, Dylan doesn't believe in that yeah. anyway. What do you mean, culture? <laughs> no, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, in order, uh, and you know everything's homemade. Yeah. So no takeaways. Yeah, because so limiting the processed and exactly. high fat. Yeah, and when I say takeaways, again, I mean like McDonald's, KFC, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, uh, we had a Nando's that time. I know Nando's sauce will have some sugar in it. Yeah. I understand that, but the point is that I'm not having those like ultra bad things. Yeah, because normally we'd have a Nando's and then you'd smash like an entire bar of dairy milk. Exactly, exactly. And have like a milkshake and two yeah. lemonades. Yeah, exactly that, exactly <laughs> that. Whilst I'm doing it, I'll have three refillable full fat Cokes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I've not had any sugary soft drinks. I've just had water. And I've had, uh, I think, again, because I want it to be sustainable. Mm. When we had Nando's, I did have some no added sugar um, lemonade. Yes. Right? So, again, I'm, but I'm not having it all the time. 95% of my drinks have been you water. Had zero sugar lemonade, not no added sugar. That's very different. Oh, yeah, zero sugar. Zero yeah, yeah, there's no sugar. <laughs> but I. But the point being that 95% of my drinks are now water. That, you know how much of a huge change that yeah, is for I me. Yeah. I've not consumed any chocolate. I've not consumed any crisps. Mm. Now, the thing I wanted to talk about quickly was I don't have that horrible pang that I've had every other time I've done this, mm. where after three or four days, I've had this horrendous headache. Yeah. Like, like intense in the front of my head, like get some sugar down you. Yeah, but the last time you did it, mm. you went, I did think it was a bit extreme. You, I suppose. You went actual, like completely no sugar. Yeah, that's a good so point. Dylan didn't eat anything with sugar in it. I'm talking like bread. Like literally anything with sugar in it didn't, mm. didn't eat. Mm. Just completely, completely cold turkey from sugar, which was a bit silly, really. In well, retrospect. it was, but I felt unbelievably good. But then you got the headaches and all that. Yeah, I you? did. But I got through the headaches. That's what oh, I mean. Okay, I was waiting right. for the headaches to finish and then you get through them and then you feel so much better. Sure. So at this point, we, I'm not worried, but I'm kind of like, well, I've not <laughs> had them horrendous headaches. But honestly, like for dinner and, and lunch and stuff, lunch, I've had chicken breast with salad. So that's nothing. Mm, mm. Um, mornings, I've had uh, egg on toast. Yeah. Uh, and for dinners, I've just ha constantly had something home cooked from home. I've been cooking a lot. I've been doing uh, spaghetti bolognese. I've been cooking a yeah. curry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all, all that stuff is homemade and is good, but I've not had those pangs. And I'm like, mm. I'm either getting away with it and this is brilliant. Or it's yet to Or come. <laughs> something's not happened yet. It's on yeah, the horizon. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, in general, it, it's good. It's really good. But moving on from that, mm. nice little catch up with you guys there. We're going strong. So what are we, seven days now? Yep. I'm I'm going for as long as possible. I want it to yeah, be like yeah, a same. lifestyle I change. I want to be you. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to beat you. There's this no is doubt. The ultimate no. competition. I am going to beat you. There's no problem. And mine's harder. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Beat you. yeah anyway. You have got more extreme ones. To be fair, I need to start adding in a bit of your diet exactly. to mine. Well, why not? Yesterday when I sat there eating my meringue, yeah, cause... lemon meringue tart. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in my in my window. Of it's eating, in your I'm window. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> eat my lemon meringue tart. I've had 74 dairy milk bars, but it's in my window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, how's your week at school? Been back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been all right. Yeah. I mean, by all right, I mean yeah, you know, it's fine. It's working it works work. We did a little poll we're gonna have a lot more coming in later on yeah but there was a there was um a, thank you so much on our instagram by the way if you follow us at teach sleep podcast let me say that again <laughs> at teach sleep repeat podcast do find us on there because we're often putting on polls we use that in our um podcasts and the first question asked was how are you feeling about going back to work in 2024 really split down the middle now i know we're massively weighted towards teachers but i did have some friends on there some other people who follow us who i know aren't teachers who also went back to work in 2024 yeah, yeah. so they're involved in that too but it was really interesting the split 30 percent of people mostly positive 30 percent of people mostly negative okay 40 percent of people neutral oh so right dead That's split so down the middle yeah. so really really even split and i just thought it i looked at that and my first thought was well that's all right yeah. But if you really think about it, going back to work is what you spend your life doing. Mm. It's what you spend over half of your awake time doing. Mm. The fact that it's 50-50 on how you feel about it is unbelievably bad, isn't yeah, it? Really. Like it's objectively yeah, yeah. terrible that half of people, well, let's think 70% of people were neutral or negative yeah. about going back to do the thing they do f- for most of their lifetime. Yay, capitalism, baby. <laughs> capitalism, baby. <laughs> and I don't know, it just made it just made me think when you think deeper about it, it's mad our society where we're like, oh, that's all right. That's my, oh, that's okay. You know, mm. half and half. You 30%, know. that's up. Yeah. That's up. I know. <laughs> so it's just, I, I thought that was crazy. But personally, in the moment, the day before I went back mm. and when I was in school, I felt great. Yeah. I was positive because I get to see my kids. Yeah. I love seeing my kids. I love seeing my work colleagues. <laughs> I like... <laughs> I just remembered something. Go on. Go <laughs> okay. On, on. <laughs> you're laughing at me. See, you're my work colleagues. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love seeing my work colleagues. Love, <laughs> love seeing the kids in my class. Um, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. But very slowly, the reality does hit you <laughs> yeah. at quarter to six when I was still at work on Wednesday. Yeah. Because I finished when I pass everything over. I'm like, okay, that, yeah, there is lots to do. There yeah. is lots to do. And it is nagging. Completely. My initial feeling from day one was, oh man, this is so exhausting. But we've exhausting. got children now. <laughs> yeah, children and it just now. makes it that bit more exhausting. Um, I just remembered yeah. you talking about senior kids and stuff. Yeah. I went into the staff room. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Dylan was in there and he had his phone out. <laughs> this is so cute, really. Oh. He was just standing there looking at pictures of Rory because he'd missed him because it was lunchtime and he hadn't seen him for like three or four hours. He was standing there looking at looking at his own pictures of his child yeah. that he'd taken on his phone. I miss him. <laughs> just, that was so cute. Oh. Rory could be in my arms, just chilling. Yeah. And I'll look at pictures of him. <laughs> okay, that's weird. Yeah, I know. I just, I just want to look at him all the time. Yeah. And anytime anyone asked me, and they were just being polite, classic small talk. Mm. Like, it was Christmas okay don't yeah. ask me that don't ask me that because immediately within 10 seconds i'm like yeah here's his picture of rory smiling over my shoulder over the christmas tree <laughs> which I, i've shown everyone i've shown everyone at work yeah. i'm just obsessed i just oh, I, I miss i miss him when i'm with uh, him like what do you think i feel like at work when you're with him yeah i miss him when, when especially when he's asleep Can't i know what people him. mean now yeah i like i know it's exhausting and it's tiring and stuff but when he's when he goes to sleep yeah oh i miss you i want to hear so you so i just nice. watching him on my phone i know it's good that's good it's, that's good. it's a good feeling him. yeah it's it a good. nice feeling it's good i'm thoroughly enjoying having a child despite the sleepless nights sometimes yeah. but last night 
she slept all night yeah. for yeah. the first time we had like yeah. a whole night's sleep that's unreal it was it? crazy so good you had that about this time didn't you, you remember yeah you yeah yeah just being like is something wrong I know because we were up we were up from like two till four watching him wait like <laughs> you're up by now what's going <laughs> on mate sleeping yeah unbelievable yeah. But other than that, yeah, in, instantly horribly exhausted. Yeah. It was, is my phrase that I wrote down for how I yeah. felt about going back to school. Yeah. Um, made me appreciate being at home a bit more. Yeah. And just being with with my gals. Yeah. Very, um, very, very grateful at this point that we took that plunge to go part-time. Yeah. And yeah, 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 took yeah. what was a risk at the time. Um, and we're not like, don't, I don't want anyone to listen thinking we're massively monetarily numerated for that. Like, it's not like we've, no. we're unbelievably like. Well, we had a scary time, didn't we? When yeah. last year we sort of went part time and then the cost of living crisis all kind of kicked yeah. in. And our kind of like customer base just went. Yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah. we've just gone part time. Yeah. Could you all come back? Yeah. And they did. They did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, yeah. Over the year, like we got into a really good place, but it was. It was it was like scary at first. Yeah, when when, when suddenly you're this is the thing that always keeps teachers in the job is security. Yeah. Right. So when when you go part time, it sounds like all roses and people always take the mick out of us. I think which which I quite enjoy. I'd rather people yeah. be doing that than being yeah. like, Oh, are you okay? No, take the mick take the mick, please. Take the mick of me when I'm walking out on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, take joke. the mick all you want. <laughs> See you on Monday. But like there were certain times where I was like, ha, but I, you know, I did we did sacrifice hundreds of pounds to try and hope that this other thing works. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um And many years of grafting on top of That's it the, the thing. It wasn't you know, I don't know how we did that, man. No. Well we couldn't do it now. I'm glad we did it when we did it. Well we did we did a whole no episode, chance. didn't we, about how tutoring helped us go yeah. part time. Go and, and check it out. We we talked about our story of going part time and how we built a business. It's one of our um Biggest, biggest episodes. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I would say to people is, don't. <laughs> this is interesting because I know, I know, we're, <laughs> no, I know, <laughs> I know we're going to talk to people in the future who've left teaching and been successful. Mm. I, I, re, I, you know, I don't want people to think it's all roses and and simple. Yeah. It's not okay. You don't quit <laughs> and then no. hope. You know, it took us three, four, five years of working con like constantly, evenings and weekends, creating curriculums, making stuff, building business to be able to do that. So. Don't just, uh, you know, you see the light and you think, oh, wow, you've done it. It's a bit more complicated. You see that. the Instagram reels that are like, two steps on how you can become financially free this year. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's like, oh, if it was just two steps, then everyone yeah, would do it. Yeah. Do some so, drop shipping on Amazon. Like, no, stop. Stop, <laughs> stop it. Um, but but yeah. anyway, other than that, I had one funny thing and Go one on. thing that I just kind of want your opinion on, really. Okay. So funny thing, <laughs> one of the kids, I got a, I've got the nicest class this year. I know, because I taught them. So nice. They're my babies. Oh, of course you are. They're my babies. Did. They're just lovely man oh i just love it anyway one of them this boy i like in the class who's really sweet like he's got such a nice personality he came in and it was obviously post christmas and um he got this little literally just a little plastic ball yeah. right and it's got a button on it mm. and <laughs> if you roll it it always lands on, on, on this button right. and then it makes a fart noise <laughs> and he, he was so proud of it right and he, this kid's really genuinely so chilled and nice normally very quiet and then uh, in the, <laughs> i was just about to start my input <laughs> in mass and my door opened he's in another class <laughs> yeah. and, and this ball came rolling in i immediately knew what it was and uh, and it landed and it just went <laughs> did this fart noise and i could just see him like giggling and laughing outside the door like and, oh, I just, you just think of the situations where yeah, that would annoy you right oh, yeah. <laughs> other classes or particular children it'd be yeah. like no that's really because yeah, yeah. it was him because yeah, yeah, he never does this thing and he, and he knew the right timing I hadn't started really I was just getting people sat yeah. down and it just really made me laugh and it made my day and it made his day with a different teacher, that would have been a huge problem. Big, yeah, I think he knew. But but my, this is my no, point, I, though. I think this is my point, mm -hmm. bigging you up a bit. Sometimes who cares? Yeah, it didn't Sometimes affect Sometimes who really. cares? Yeah, look at the situation. It's not a blanket. Mm. That's always bad. 
but aren't you awful? Come on, they're one, human beings. Lesson one. Yeah, right? exactly. like, if, yeah. if anything, it just got the most important lesson. A bit happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got me happy, like cheered yeah, up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Coming back to school. Yeah, that's funny. But he knows, like, there's no way. One, he would never do it again. Yeah, the joke's over now. Yeah. And some kids would just do it. They see you laughing at one yeah. time. They'll do it eight, eight more times, and it's like, oh. yeah, he wouldn't do it again. And there's no way he would have done it in like an no. actual crucial time. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. I thought it was quite oh, blessing. So there's that. That's good. There's another slightly funny thing okay. that I don't know what to do okay. about really, right. and this is where you might Agony be like, oh, on. you are a bad teacher. Um, so because I do like to have a bit of fun with the kids. Do you? And maybe sometimes... Blow uh, dart maths? Blow dart maths. God, I haven't done any of that this year. Yeah. That was nuts. Like, what was wrong with me last year? <laughs> you were wrong. I one. think I lost yeah. the plot. Yeah, I think Genuinely we both did. lost the plot. Great time to start a podcast when we're both just yeah. losing the plot. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what blow dart maths is, go and just listen to any yeah, of the first any like, of them. 10 episodes <laughs> yeah. and just hear about the insane things I was doing last year with my <laughs> maths class. So, um, obviously, I joke about my baldness with the kids sometimes, right? Are you bald? I'm bald, if you didn't right. know. Yeah. If you're not watching, bald. You might. I don't sound like it, I know. Sound like I've got a lot of hair. <laughs> can you can you do a voice of someone who's bald? Like, what would someone who's bald sound someone like? Someone who's bald. Oh, um. <laughs> hello, everyone. I'm. I don't have much hair. I'm which bald. Is why my voice sounds a little bit different now. Well, you've got lots of hair. It soaks it up, doesn't it? it? Soaks up the. I was thinking more Ross Kemp. All right. Oh, all right, mate. I'm bored. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> from extras. Anyway, I'm not talking. Not talking about. Uh, anyway, you're bored. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, I have a few jokes, and, and obviously you've joked about it as well. Yep. So you've you've trained children to uh, say... Okay, as retaliation for being called an ogre <laughs> every day. Let's make that clear. No, I'm, no, I'm no. the Gruffalo who works in year four, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah okay. the ogre. Um, so he's trained kids to say, you know, make jokes about my baldness. Anyway. Bodlocks so, in the free hairs, Lord Voldemort, Baldy, Baldy, Bald, Bald. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of that. stuff. Yeah. And, and then the kids at one point have sung the song like, Baldy, Baldy, over there, you've got no hair. Something like that. <laughs> it's like, Baldy, Baldy, over there, what's it like to have no hair? And, and a couple never, of them sang this to me, them that. Like, like at break time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, doing the whole, that's so cheeky, yeah, yeah, rascals, yeah. you can't say that. Anyway, there's nothing more of it. They just thought it was funny, giggled and ran off. Until mm. I was dismissing the kids at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. And a small sibling okay. of one of the children, who's not at our school, so we're a junior school. They, yeah. they must be in like year one or something. Okay. Come running over, <laughs> really excited, and went, hey, look, look. Baldy, Baldy, got no hair. Oh no! What's it like to have no hair? <laughs> Little kid, I don't know who this child is. On the playground, like in front of all like the parents and my kids that I'm dismissing, and I'm like, oh, I felt so awkward because my instant reaction was, I need to tell this child off because that's mm. like, there's, they've crossed the line. Mm. I don't mind it when kids yeah. understand the line yeah, and they know five. it's a joke. This kid or is five. I don't even seven. know the kid. They're or not eight. in my class. Yeah. Their sibling has obviously gone home. <laughs> Yeah, and said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is what we've said to my teacher. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, no, this that's, is where it goes wrong. Yeah, Because that, that's not okay. No, that's where you've made your bed and you have to line yeah, it. I know. Because so. that situation, you cannot possibly <laughs> then tell her off. Like, her brother's done it in school to his teacher. <laughs> Shouting at this yeah. one-year-old. <laughs> no, no, no way. No way. Oh, so I've, no I, way. I was just, I was like, oh, this is so cringe. And I hope yeah. the parents aren't listening because anyone, if I was, if I was yeah. a parent and saw that, I'd be thinking, that teacher's got no control. Okay, so here's the thing. Then that is that is the point, isn't it? Yeah. If 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 you've if there's something that happens and you wouldn't want parents to hear it, yeah, then it's not good. Yeah, like is it? I don't know because it might just be that I I think oh they don't know the context, so it's. I guess so, but, but in that you, situation, I wouldn't want them. But it, well, yeah, and this is the problem with as a teacher, <laughs> especially in year mm. six when they've had five other teachers or six seven other teachers mm. ever who have this line where that's not acceptable. Yeah. For you to then in year six be like, oh yeah, that is acceptable. They're Oops. obviously going to go around and be like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Because I'd feel if we had another bald teacher at school, 
Yeah. And then they went and did that to them. I would feel awkward because I'd be like, I don't want to presume that you're okay. Sure, 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 sure. Exactly. But luckily, yeah. And because working with children, I think the onus is always on us. We need to own Mm. it. We need to own it and be like, okay, yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah. own it I cried and ran off yeah you did you no. did it was I'm, just really awkward and I was like, the wig. stop doing that well no if it, I think it's just <laughs> then I look over to you then you realise baldy baldy all your kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's me getting on my high horse I think you just have to own it <laughs> whilst After you're all training those the children years of saying it's yeah. okay uh, now 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 anyway. um, go and get Lord Voldemort his lunch please thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah but anyway all good. So that's a, a long 20 minute intro. That's a really long um, 20 minute intro. Didn't even talk about your week. <laughs> Dave, what is it about? Like, only thing I was going to say is uh, there's a whole thing a minute with darts, been, been up for the darts because it's the yeah. maths, doubles, trebles and things. The only thing I was going to say, it's been a whole discourse on like the news and stuff. It's like GB news. I don't know why they keep going on about it. And it keeps popping up like call for darts in schools because it's good for maths. Classic. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, no. Like I, I, I watched the darts and I was like, that's really cool opportunity. Mm. We can use that. Of course, we can do it every now and then. Yeah. Amazing. What do you mean, though? Call for darts. Are we just going to do doubles all year? <laughs> Replace like, a math lesson a week yeah, with we're just darts. Gonna, like, it's, it's a really cool tool. And we should, yeah. as teachers, be looking for tools. And I'm I'm going to mm. use it at some point, And I think it's mm. great. And we can watch you know, YouTube videos or get a magnetic dartboard. But it would be the same as getting a fraction wall. It yeah. would be the same yeah, as yeah, getting yeah. some counters. It'd yeah, be get, yeah, same, yeah. You know, it's just a resource. And the idea of like, calls for it in school. Look at his... Look at his yeah. Um, this kid didn't get a GCSE in maths or didn't get an A. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. didn't pass his maths GCSE. <laughs> and he's amazing at darts, as good as you can possibly be at like arithmetic and stuff. Yeah. So that does show that the darts isn't the answer to get kids to their GCSE. Yeah, 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 it shows it's a really cool thing that's amazing for that one and that can yeah. really help a lot of kids. And what he's done is unbelievable. I was mm, all the way mm. behind him. But let's not pretend that. All right. Let's put that in. Why they're not doing that in schools yeah. then? Because it, it's not useful for the curriculum, like it, as a whole. It's it, useful for a bit. It's also a very specific end game kind yeah. of knowledge. Yeah. Like, Doubles and triples, but also but and adding. Yeah, but yeah. it's the it's the like if I say start on five hundred one. It, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. instantly knowing what they're down to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they hit some darts and what they need to change to, like if yeah. they if they miss, they're like yeah, they know exactly what stuff. To, yeah, like that. It's it is a cool skill. Yeah, but. When my kids don't know their number bonds to ten, yeah, 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 that exactly. is not that. That <laughs> darts is the absolute end game of that kind of knowledge. It's like that's not something I'd ever want to do with those kids, yeah. Unless the yeah. darts went up to yeah. two, can you imagine? Do you know what I mean, it's like one and two only. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's just, I, I get it's cool, yeah. But I'd probably only do it as like an enrichment yeah. activity with the best mathematicians, really, at, the, yeah. at primary school level. Like we're on two hundred seventy-three. I've just hit three eighteens, two sevens, and a four. <laughs> what am I left with? <laughs> yeah. And how many of your kids? But what? I like, couldn't do it. Yeah, it's not relevant. I watched arts and I absolutely can't do that. Yeah. It's a skill, isn't it? Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. mean I, I'm good at maths, but yeah. I cannot do that. Yeah. I've not yeah. learned that skill. It's so. a cool skill to have. No no harm in teaching the kids it. Please yeah. stop telling us to put it in. We're the timetable's already round. Oh. That's that's like a, a call forward to the do you know, what we're gonna talk about. Is the timetable fit for purpose <laughs> at school? Let's do a jingle and come back to that question. So, Hayden, before the jingle, I asked you one simple question. Is the primary school timetable fit for purpose? Oh, thanks for reminding me, Dylan. I hadn't I hadn't remembered that. Um, no. Join us End again. End of episode. <laughs> How many times have we made that joke? I know, we, we are a broken so, record. you know, okay, let's let's dive a bit more Re- into Real this. answer. Okay, real real answer. answer now. So, the primary school timetable, it's a very mm-hmm. generic question. We're going to go into lots of detail about lots yeah. of different parts of the timetable, mm-hmm. the amount of stuff we have to teach, the order we have to teach it, the proportion of what we get for each lesson, etc., etc. But in general, what is your first response to this question? Because it's a, it's a big one at the minute, yeah. a lot of discussion around it. 
is the primary school timetable fit for purpose? Does it meet a goal? Is it is it there for a reason? Is it yeah. good? So if someone on the street asked me, if I wasn't in the podcast right now where I know we're going to talk about it forever and someone just asked me that and they wanted a fairly quick answer, my gut reaction to that is I don't think so mm. because it doesn't feel like we can fit it all in. Okay. I think that that would be, that's kind of like the, the big answer, mm-hmm. which we can dive into a bit more, but it just doesn't feel, I constantly feel like, I'm not doing all of the things that I should be doing. Or you'll speak to teachers from other schools and they're like, mm. what, you only do three lessons of that a week? We mm. do five. Because mm. the, the curriculum says you have to do five of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, we can't fit. If we do that, then we'll have mm. to drop something else. And another school, the thing you dropped will be like, oh no, you can't drop that. Mm. That's mm. really important. We do, we, we make sure we do an art and DT lesson every single week of every, of every term. And we're like, oh, okay, well, we, we can't drop that then. Mm. It does just get to the point if you carry on doing that and then go for that analogy. It's like, okay, we can't actually fit it all in. So what would your answer be? Like, you know, if someone said to you, no, okay, so you're given the the ability to now design a timetable mm. because you're saying the timetable itself is wrong. There's almost two prongs here of the timetable and the amount of stuff we have to do. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, the amount of stuff we have to do is too much. Agreed. Mm. So then what would you do with the timetable? And like, how, how can you fix this? If the timetable is not fit for purpose, what would be your answer? not saying do less mm. the actual timetable itself what do you think's wrong with it this is this is where it's really hard because i don't think that i think it's hard to answer that question because mm. mm. i'm i mean maybe you've got an answer but i'm not sure the timetable yeah. or anything to do with the timetable is the solution mm. because i do i think there is literally just too much to fit in i don't think yeah. there's any magical timetable you could do yeah with this curriculum where you feel like you've adequately covered every subject to the level that they're, they're supposed to be covered in. Okay. I don't All know. Right. What okay. do you think? Well, we asked again on Instagram, mm. a simple question. Given the power, would you change your school's timetable? Nothing to do with what needs to be covered. So let's 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 try and focus down that narrow bit, I okay. suppose, for a minute. And 58% said, yes, I would change it. Mm. Now, 42% said they wouldn't. And I think that's bored down to what's the point in changing it? Yeah, well, you know, same yeah, thing you yeah, said. Yeah. Well, what's the point? Because then we'll just be missing something Or else. they've just got a good timetable. Exactly that. They need to get in touch with us to tell us what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 58% still said, yes, mm. I would change it. And I suppose their point is, okay, we've got too much to cover. Mm. But in the current system, one person said to me, I would love for a bit more creativity. I'd love for a bit more of a chance for children to be artistic. Yeah. I'd hate, I, I want a bit less of a concentration on maths and English yeah, that's and science. And, and, you know, although they're important, mm. they certainly do take up a huge chunk of the timetable. Yeah. So yeah. It, do you think there's any merit in uh, the timetable perhaps changing to reflect the fact that not everyone's got an English or a, or a maths or a science lesson kind of mind? There are okay. creatives out there. Definitely. All right. I think if we, just for a minute, we just ignore the end the end goal, the, the government pressure, the sure. assessment. If we ignore the fact that we will get grilled as a country, as a profession, if we dropped a maths lesson a week and actually the standard of maths went down ever so slightly, mm. but children were happier and doing everything Because if they, if they did that and got better at art, there'd be no way of telling really. No, and, they, and the government don't care about those That's things. what I mean so from the, the government, government point of view. have made it very, very clear. So for those not in education, it's, you know, it's always been maths and English heavy and, and science. It used to be a lot more important. But over the last like 10 years, we have become obsessed, obsessed with maths and English only. Specifically, maths, nothing else matters. We all pretend, the government will pretend, oh yeah, these subjects are important. But but oh, look at these big league tables we've got and, and mm. we're going to compare internationally with maths. Come on, guys, China are smashing us in maths. <laughs> yeah. Come on, teachers. Yeah. 
if we just ignored that for a bit, I think we probably could make a better timetable where maybe we didn't do maths and English every single day, even just four days a week. Think how much time that would free up. Like most school, I'd say the majority of schools in this country, based on my limited knowledge, just from talking to other teachers, do maths and English every single day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I have heard over schools, 95%, I think. Yeah. yeah. There are schools that don't. Yeah. I have definitely heard of schools yeah. where it's like, oh, no, no, we, we just have like three or four maths lessons a week. One of them's in the afternoon. Yeah. Three of them are in the morning. But don't you think that with English and maths in particular, there's so much emphasis put on them because they're so important. They come up everywhere, mm. right? Reading and maths comes up in everything. Okay, so therefore a science lesson could be maths. Yeah. History and geography lessons could be reading. Mm. History is almost always reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's no reason why we can't have less English time in inverted commas mm. and more history time. Well, they're still reading. They're still learning new vocabulary. They're still yeah. going to be doing spelling. Like they're going yeah. to be doing handwriting yeah. in the afternoon. You can still you can still do this kind of stuff built in cross curricular, mm. but less. I don't know. I feel like with, with that, there, there seems to be less structure. And a huge thing that's really important to people in teaching, and myself included, I like structure. Mm. So the idea of daily maths, daily English, three afternoon lessons a week, yeah, one yeah. afternoon of PE, one afternoon of PPA. I know my PPA day is on a Tuesday. I know that on a Friday, I'm going to do an arithmetic test in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah, that I'm going to yeah. check timetables every single day from this time mm. to this time. I suppose the timetable at the minute is really good for that kind of structure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Moving away from that, you're going to lose some of that structure and that kind of knowing what you're doing every day. So mm. in your point of view, how important is it for a timetable to be consistent compared to, you know, all over the place? This is a tough one because I think it does boil down a bit to personal preference here, right? I am similar to you. Mm. I really, really like a very set routine. Mm. But I think that is because I just, the job is so stressful. Sure. I think there's there's lots of elements here that are all like working together here. I think if the job wasn't as stressful, if I didn't have as if the pressures of maths and English maybe weren't so heavy, then maybe I would be a bit more inclined to have a more flexible timetable. I know we've that's one of our points to talk mm. about. It's this kind of you know most schools have a static timetable, I sure. think. I think most schools, if you went in there, they'd be like, Yeah, on Mondays we do this, on Tuesdays we do this, a weekly Wednesdays timetable. A weekly timetable. Sometimes that changes per term. Yeah. Like I know ours certainly does. Every every term afternoons do yeah we'll, we'll do different things in the afternoons or whatever yeah. but generally you know our maths and english it's the same time every single day but i have a friend who works in a school where they they have a flexible timetable and they will do english at different times at different weeks and i'm like oh, how can you cope with that they're like oh yeah mm. we just the week before we just kind of map out our week right just map out we are you know we've got a lot of history to this week so we're going to drop one of the english lessons we're going to do double history and then next week we're going to pop in another english in the don't afternoon. you think that's better it's more responsive. It, prob it probably is better. Yeah. Stress, more stressful, I think, mm. as a teacher. More workload, I suppose, in terms of... This is the problem with being yeah. a teacher at the minute. I feel like everything that makes you a good teacher <laughs> is extra workload. <laughs> yeah. So well, it used to be years ago, you wouldn't mind... You, I wouldn't care sitting down and being responsive and being like, oh, actually, you know what? It would be really useful if the children, let's say in history, right? They didn't quite get this topic last term mm. so i'm going to use this lesson now instead of starting the new topic i'm going to go over it because it goes from maybe greeks to romans or something like this there's, there's kind of a thread through there yeah. it's it's um the next step in history in terms of maybe going from uh through the iron age and the bronze age and the stone mm. age and mm. things like that and they didn't quite get that so it'd be really useful for me to actually just sit down look at the old term plan a bit of a recap lesson put that in there shift this around and then we can do an extra lesson in the morning because do you know what actually that english we can drop that off because we've done loads of that already yeah that is objectively much better teaching. Objectively, yeah. But it's much more workload. And at the moment, 
I I would absolutely err on the side of saying, oh well, you know, okay, let's uh, you know, let's just do the lesson. If the kids didn't quite yeah. get it, I'll try and pick up the gaps during the lesson. But it's easier for me just to start onto mm, this new topic, mm. and I think that's. A big part of the culture of teaching now, which is shifting, is people are moving towards the easier option only because they're already horrendously stressed. The cognitive load is huge. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's yeah. the cognitive load. And they're already working really hard. When yeah. I say the easy option, I mean of that exact thing. Yeah. They're already doing 10 million other things yeah, as yeah. well. When your cognitive load is already maxed out. You're not going to make history your priority to replan and do. No. When you've got so much stress and timetable time on English and maths and yeah, things yeah. like that. With assessments coming up and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one. And same with PPA. Mm. Um, I you know saw recently online talk, people talking about PPA flexible mm. PPA or not, mm. and someone was asking like, do you do? Is do you it mean normal? flexible like you choose or well, you know, so, as in like so f you know in our careers we've always had static PPA as yeah. in it's the same day every week yeah. at the same time like guaranteed. I like I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like that. But like I recently learned just from reading some stuff that some schools don't do that. So right. in some schools, um, in this one I was reading about in particular on, on at the end of a week. They would get their PPA timetable for the next week. So PPA, for anyone who doesn't know, is timeout, right? Yeah. So it's our planning preparation assessment time. Yeah. So we so, just time out of class to do whatever we need to do to get ready. Yeah. So if you're not a teacher, you get, you're entitled to 10% a week of your half teaching day, time, yeah. which is normally yeah, like half a day. You might get like an afternoon or a morning out of class yeah. to basically just sort out the rest of your job. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to our PPA episode <laughs> to find out why that is not a good it's deal. It's a myth. <laughs> um, and yeah, this person was, I was fascinated because I've never heard of it. Mm. This person was talking about getting their PPA timetable on like the Friday or just at the end of the week before to be like your PPA next week is going to be on this day oh, this wow. time. Oh, wow. So they never know when their PPA is going to be. So they don't, do they, but, but, okay, that's really interesting because a big thing about PPA is that teachers aren't to prepare or mark anything for it. Yeah. So if, if that's constantly being changed, like for example, yeah, that, yeah. oh yeah, it's Tuesday morning. Well, well I've just planned English. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We'll use that. I, so, so yeah, I don't like the idea of that because yeah. I think it brings so many more problems. And they were saying that in this, thread that people were talking about it. Mm. other schools do it as well and people are like yeah sometimes we don't get it as well until like on the week <sighs> See, so imagine find out on monday morning oh you got ppa now monday morning uh, i thought oh, i've just planned lessons for this yeah that's awful and i didn't plan for thursday because i thought maybe that was going to be my ppa again do you plan your <laughs> yeah do you plan your ppa time though in terms of i know for example in ppa next week mm. right i'm going to be planning some english for week four of term i never plan in it no 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 but what oh. sorry what i mean is do you plan your time no. So, so my my time in PPA, yeah, I've got PPA, yeah. I know that. Okay, cool. My PPA is on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I know I've got to do something for Friday morning now. I might say, okay, in my PPA, I'm going to get that Friday morning job done, so I know I don't have to do it outside of school. Oh, I see what you mean. I, I've chunked my PPA on Tuesday now to say, yeah. okay, for the for the first hour, I'm going to get a couple of lessons planned for week four. Sure, sure. So sure. The, my point is, if that's moved or taken away, it might scupper your plans. Scupp yeah, it scuppers my plans. <laughs> my, my my swallowing apparently. It scuppers <laughs> it scuppers my plans in terms of okay, I was going to use that time to do this. I see it what you makes mean. me less. I'm already not very organised. Yeah. So the, the minimal thing I can have control over of. I'm doing work in school in my PPA. Mm. If that's been moved around, I feel like that would set me off. You're right, because actually I do, for example, we do Friday, like arithmetic test on a Friday. Sure. And I do often plan it for that week in that week's PPA. Right. So yeah. I have PPA and, in, and it's just one of the things I do every week. Yeah. It's like, cool, I'm going to plan this week's arithmetic test because yeah. we always do it based on the most recent like yeah. understanding of them yeah. you know of what plan, they need we, we, write them a, yeah. we write them an arithmetic test so if your ppa would come in you're like ppa's on friday afternoon you'd be like, well, you'd be like okay oh, i've no. just got to do that now yeah 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 at some other yeah, point yeah it would be really annoying so i don't like the idea of flexible ppa let us know if you do because i don't know i don't actually know anyone personally yeah who is in that situation where their ppa is decided upon yeah. flexibly each week like that sounds horrendous and, to me and when it's set when it's set though like i just 
when it's moved around rather, it feels like there's so much more opportunity for it to be dropped off. Whereas yeah. when it's set, it's like, okay, everyone knows every Tuesday the sports coach is going to be doing yeah. this and that. Didn't you do a poll? Yeah, I did a poll on Instagram and it was basically, what um, you know, is your PPA consistent? Mm. So vast majority, as we expect, 75% yes, consistent. Yeah. Still not as high as I thought it would be. I mm. thought it would be much higher. Yeah. 15% of people have it moved around. Wow, that's way less yeah. loads. Yeah, yeah. So this is the thing that I just, I never understand. 10% yeah. clicked, lucky if we get it. And I, I don't get it because in the timetable, to me, PPA is sacrosanct. And very luckily... Um, it's sacrosanct to our management. Yeah, our as well. is, yeah. There, there is never a question. It's not even a thing. Whereas I think I've worked in schools before where if you lose your PPA, it's like, oh God, I'm like, you're kind of like twiddling, <laughs> your, twiddling, twiddling your thumbs and you're like, could, please, sir, may I have some more? Oh, all yeah. right, we'll, so, we'll, we'll take you out of that really crucial <laughs> lesson to give you some PPA. Please, sir, may I have my basic rights as, as, a, as a worker in your place? Yes, of course you can. Like, <laughs> So I know how it feels, some people being like, yeah. given, taking it away and then they feel awkward to ask yeah. for it. Yeah, well, that's what to toxic schools are all about, that. If you work in a toxic school, you know this feeling yeah. of you feel bad for the things that you should just have your, yeah. your what you what you're owed your you just, basic you feel rights. bad for like asking yeah. about it if you're in that kind of place get out get out honestly yeah, it's, it's not, not a good change. place you should feel empowered yeah to be given what you deserve i don't even it? feel that empowered i just feel like it's just a thing like yeah. if, if if ever we missed for example we went back on a monday mm. which was uh, bank holiday sorry so we went back on a tuesday this mm. year you would have missed your PPA. Yeah. Wasn't even a thing. It's just like, okay, it's, it's planned for this, this yeah, time. It's You're going to get this day. release time. Yeah. So in that respect, it has moved, but that's because you weren't going to get it. Yeah, exactly. And now you've exactly. got it. Yeah. And I've worked in schools before where if there was a bank holiday, mm. so one person missed PPA, right? But well, one year group, let's say, missed PPA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the answer would be no one gets PPA that week then. Yes. Yeah, what? Yeah, Excuse me? Yeah, to make Like, I still need 10% of, if you're going to be picky, give me 10% of four days then. Oh, it's it's half an hour less. Okay, well I'll still take it. Yeah. The answer the answer is not no one gets it. The answer yeah. isn't just I'll scrap PPA for the whole timetable. Yeah, the answer yeah. is sorry, no, give me my ten percent. So being there as well, I think that's quite common. The, the response often back to that is, well, you had Monday off. Yeah, had the whole of Monday off. Doesn't matter because you so get, that's, not, that's not my yeah, PPA. It's not, not working yeah. time though, is it's it? It's not ten percent of my working time. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So I worked four days that week. Cool. What's ten percent of four days? Zero yeah. point four of a day. Thank you. Give it to me. I love that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> honestly, it's unbelievable. There we go. So timetables could be flexible in terms of subjects. We mm. agree that that's probably it has probably be. objectively better because you could, you know you yeah. can respond to their needs. But PPA, I think we agree mm. that that needs to be a set in stone time. Yeah. So do they marry together? They don't. Obviously, yeah. they don't. Do they? I think. Well, okay. They can do because mm. are the weekends set in stone? Yes. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> so we never move stuff to a Saturday. We never move stuff to a Sunday. Yeah. So we just never move stuff to a PPA afternoon. Simple as that. Everything, yeah, everything else can move around. True. But that that's as sacrosanct to me as a Saturday or a Sunday. Yeah. But I guess it's uh, I guess it's more about what the kids do. I suppose yeah, the kids can just always do the thing they do in PPA time. Yeah, that's the one thing that's static. Yeah. Yeah. They're all so you know, a sports sports coach, for example, yeah, yeah. or you know, or they have music, uh, music or yeah, whatever or, they do yeah. in PPA in your yeah. school, they just always do that. That can never be changed. Yeah. But because the then, the time but then that helps the specialist teachers, and we'll come mm -hmm. on to specialist teachers later yeah. on. But it helps specialist teachers because they know, okay, Tuesday I've got year four, 
Mm. I'm working through the sporting curriculum of year four. Every Tuesday, I'm going to do basketball. Yeah. The music specialist might know, okay, I'm doing recorders with year five on, on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, so every Monday, I know, I've, I've got that you know consistency as well. So is the timetable fit for purpose? I think a lot of the time it is. Mm. It's fit for the purpose of delivering as much of the curriculum as possible. Yeah. But it depends what your purpose is. I think that's the, the point I wanted to make from this. And we're going to talk about you know different types of children in a second and yeah, disruptions yeah. and things. But the timetable itself, in my opinion can never can never be technically fit for purpose mm. because it can never be fit enough to fit in everything yeah <laughs> however it's it is fit for purpose in that it depends what the purpose of your school is if your school is concentrating on ensuring their maths and english drives up you can do maths and english every day yeah. if your school is in a situation where actually you can afford to move and drop in inverted commas again some english and do history which i still think can be english um, to enrich your children even more objectively good so mm. what is the purpose of your school de depends on your timetable that's why if you walk into 10 different schools you will see 10 different timetables yeah, yeah. there is there is no like set way that you walk into a school now um if you're a parent for example and your children your child's going into school or is already at school if you moved schools they'd have to get used to a brand new timetable so it is the timetable fit for purpose that's down to your individual school. Mm. What's your school's purpose? It's never going to be able to fit everything in that we're supposed to. Mm. But what do you want your children to get out of it? Mm. What I think is important for us two to realize, because you're more, I think, anti saying, no, it's not. And I'm more, yes. Mm. Uh, I guess the point is what we're really disagreeing on is what is the purpose of going to school? Yeah. What, what should yeah. the purpose of the timetable be fulfilling? Mm. And I suppose if you're saying enrichment and you know being able to ha access the whole curriculum properly it's obviously no yeah yeah it's never going to work is yeah it? but if yeah, you accept yeah, that yeah. it's never going to work and mm. be like okay well i can at least ha have an impact on my school's curriculum mm. to meet the purpose that we've all agreed is important yeah then schools do have that autonomy to teach however much time they want there is nothing actually in the curriculum is there that says you have to teach maths every day no not at all it's, it's just, just it's, it's just, just that <laughs> it's just that maths curriculum is 80 pages long and the geography curriculum is two pages yeah. long so yeah. what do you think is going to happen and yeah. we're tested on maths and we're not tested on geography yeah, yeah. what do you think is going to happen yeah. as a result of that regardless of best intentions obviously people are going to hone towards maths so spanner in the works then um, just thinking again about the sort of timetable being flexible or whatever. Been a big, big push for as long, long as I can remember anyway in teaching, maybe been around for a long time, of having things like visual timetables mm. in classrooms um, for children with special educational needs. So yep. SEN um, registered children. Routine can be really, really, really important for those children, hence the visual timetables. Do you think it could have a, a negative impact having a flexible timetable or do you think the visual timetable mm. is enough to be like nope they're fine they've got that it changes uh, every day okay. like where is i see what you mean i i think uh so yeah so basically you're saying a lot of children like routines are being flexible is going to disrupt them. yeah yeah make them feel visual Ooh. timetables are useful i do like them mm. i think they are useful and i think it's good not only for special educational needs for anyone in the classroom yeah, yeah. Uh, to know we all have that child who walks in and says what are we doing today yeah what we're we doing this afternoon and sometimes they are just being nosy. Mm. And sometimes it just sets their mind at ease, especially for example, if you work in a school like us, which blocks their afternoon learning into weeks. Mm. The children don't ask me anymore, what we're we doing this afternoon. They'll say, what are we doing this week? Yeah, yeah, so I say, yeah. what are we doing this week? And I'll say, we're doing geography. We're gonna look at rivers. Yeah. Or yeah, we're, we're doing DT. We're gonna look at mechanisms and, yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. and hinges and things like that. Mm. And I love telling them that because they get excited and they, yeah. they, what, they can go home and look at hinges or they can look up rivers mm. and things like that. That that is enough for some children. Yeah. But having it laid out on the board visually, even if it helps one child in your class, it's clearly a good thing. Mm. Now I know for a fact I'm not very good at keeping on top of it. 
because that's just me as a teacher. Yeah, I need to I need to set up a monitor basically because but the monitor a, a really good thing to do would be to choose a monitor who's a child who would use the visual timetable. Oh, that's nice. Because yeah, because yeah. then you know they're they're naturally going to come up to you yeah, and say what's going on today. Yeah. And it's no longer an apprehension for them because they just want to know themselves. Oh, I want to know what's going on. Do I ask him? Yeah, do sure. I not? <laughs> it's just they come up and ask me and it's in the masquerade of because you're doing the visual timetable on the board. Yeah. So they're like, oh, what are we doing today? Not only are they getting the answer straight away, mm. but they can pretend or not have the pressure of it being for them. It's for the class. Yeah. It goes on the board. Yeah, yeah. So it's certainly something this year I need to get more on top of. Yeah. I've taught children in the past, not many to be honest with you, but I have taught children in the past who are really anxious about the about, about the timetable and they, they really need to know what their day is going to be. And I get it, right? And I do find that when it is slightly flexible, it, they're still not really satisfied. They're still anxious all morning knowing that their day is probably going to be different to what it was yesterday. So the benefit, I think, the, the small benefit of having a really static timetable where it's like every day is just the same. It's just maths, English, and then this thing. On like, As in like on a Monday, it's always this rather than like a, it's an afternoon a weekly lesson, one that changes. So it'll be whatever we do. Yeah, on a Monday, we always do geography yeah yeah yeah, yeah or, or just topic yeah, yeah it hasn't yeah, even got yeah. a subject name a lot of schools don't have like geography and history they just have topics yeah. that have those subjects weaved in them yeah i think so there's a massive benefit i think for those children when it comes to just they just know what a monday is because monday is the same every single week yeah. but yeah visual timetable is really really good way yeah big definitely definitely recommend them i found them a nuisance in the past i'll be honest with you yeah i, I've, I have had plenty of times where i'm like oh do i have to do this mm. and it might be just, just be because i've had i just haven't had any children in the class who have benefited from mm. it or that you know would have benefited that i know of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in yeah. retrospect i think it was a bit naive of me yeah because i've definitely had classes before i'm like oh i haven't really bothered updating yeah. it yeah and actually there could have been a child in that yeah. in that room who... even one child then it's worth it especially if yeah. you make it yeah. autonomous yeah all yeah. you need to do is say what's happening that's today. what i do now yeah it's so easy i just yeah. have we, i just have a monitor who yeah. comes in i pick someone who's always in on time yeah yeah so yeah, they yeah. come in and yeah. they just update the thing every day yeah and it's just so much easier because yeah. then no one there's no anxiety so very think, easy thing to do big win and it links to that classic thing you and i always have which is there is a difference between something that's objectively wrong mm. and we'll argue to the cows come home about teacher pay and government uh, in you know input and and funding and stuff like that but there is then just stuff which is just an opinion. Yeah. So like when when I I personally would would I would I make and print off a visual timetable? Um, no. Mm. But I actually think it's the best thing to do. Yeah, that so that is anyway. that is my incompetence coming out. You know, it's not it's not <laughs> yeah. me saying I I disagree with them. There is there's things I don't do because I don't think they're useful. Yeah. This is not one of them. This is something I don't do because I just don't stay on top of it. It's another thing to think about. I agree with it completely cool just bad at doing it exactly yeah, yeah. but yeah. you should yeah do i make my displays look beautiful every time no that's a conscious choice because mm. i don't care i don't think that's remotely useful this is i still don't do it all the time yeah that's something i need to work on for sure should we talk about the big hole in every in everything that we've been discussing here the massive burning burning hole that ruins everything we've been talking about should we do that yeah go on okay so the problem, <laughs> yeah, go on. The, the big, big problem is here, mm. no matter what you do with your timetable, right? You're always going to feel stressed yep. because children are absent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. nothing to do. It's not, I'm not, I'm not complaining about them, but people are absent. Yeah. People are sick. People miss learning. So we put so much thought and effort into mm. this crammed timetable mm. where it's like, we couldn't possibly drop a thing. Yeah. We can't do it because everything's so important. Mm. And then the kid's off for a week. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, oh no, 
Can we catch them up? No, because yeah. the timetable is crammed. Oh, we could, we could, but then they miss something else. Yeah, they miss something else. I think we, we can look at the macro here and, and just call it disruptions, right? Yeah. So absence is a huge disruption. And, and I think, I do think there's a whole episode brewing on absence mm -hmm. because post-COVID, the attitude to yeah, yeah, making man. sure children are in on school, but not only absence, lateness, okay? Mm. It, it is, I can't describe as a teacher mm. how valuable the time is. Um, we've been listening this far, you understand how valuable our time is and how much we cram in and how every minute is actually f um, put in place because we have to work towards something. Yep. That's how it is, okay? So if every day a child is coming in at half past nine, yeah. quarter to 10, 10, the problem of a static timetable at that point is, that means one thing, they're always missing half whatever of the same is. lesson yeah, yeah you know it's not being spread out it's not like okay listen you're late for whatever reason not here to judge people not here to put anything on the children especially whatever children are going to be late sometimes mm. if they're consistently late there's an underlying problem we need to get to the bottom of that let's try and fix it mm. no judgment at all again but it's something we need to try yeah. and sort out because with a static timetable 90 percent of the time you're going to miss half of the same lesson if you're missing half of the same lesson three times a week, mm. that is going to massively detriment your progress in that subject. Yeah. And there is literally nothing we can do as a school or as teachers to mitigate that. Mm. The only thing we can do to mitigate that would be to take that child out of a different subject and try and shift it somehow. But then that's detrimenting two subjects. Yeah, it's it's just, never oh, the same. It's a nightmare, isn't it? And it happens a lot. Like, you know, if, again, if you're not in the teaching world, you'd be surprised at how much this sort of thing happens. I've had multiple classes in the past where... I'd have like just one or two children who just every single day just turn up between anywhere between genuinely between like nine and 11. Yeah. Somewhere in that, in that time. Mm. And you just think, and I never, ever once, like you said, make it really clear, never get cross with these children. No, you can't. If, you can get if frustrated, you, but I, cause I'm frustrated. I'm like, I want you to learn. Yeah, but I try not to even show them that. Cause yeah. if, if, like if, if a nine-year-old is turning up to school sure. an hour late, I guarantee you it's not the nine-year-old's fault. <laughs> it might be on the odd occasion they've had a strop in the morning and their parent comes in, yeah. but you know it because those parents come in, they go, oh, I'm really sorry, but yeah. I just could, I could not get out of the door yeah. this morning. I'd be in a pickle. But when it happens three times a week, yeah. consistently for months or years, it's yeah. like, okay, don't ever get annoyed at that child yeah. because it's, it's absolutely not their fault. Like Definitely. it's not their responsibility to get to school at no. nine years old on time. Yeah. So it's a really hard thing to do because you do, you get frustrated though because then you're thinking, They've come, they've come in halfway through my lesson again. They've missed the entire input again. I've now got to give them the input while and to everyone else now has to just wait and do something else because I was going to do something with them. It's really frustrating. And that's just absence. And that's just like morning absence. You, then you get things like, this does annoy me a little bit. And I know I shouldn't get that annoyed, but it's because we're teachers. Cool. Holidays, midterm. Yeah. yeah. Like I part half of me is like, do you know what? Life is like, life's too short. Go I agree, by it. the way. Go and enjoy yeah. it. But for me right now as a teacher, it is really annoying though because yeah. they have now just missed a whole week yeah. and and, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't have time yeah. to catch them up. There's but I'm expecting <laughs> to catch them up. There's difference as a professional and as a human. Yeah, exactly. As a human, yeah. honestly, and I, I don't know if I should be saying this as a teacher, but I, I don't care. The, you know, if they go away somewhere with their family yeah. and it's their like once in a lifetime opportunity and they and they go and enrich themselves somewhere else, right? I'm I'm just like, I, I have great yeah. fun. And, yeah. and their parents save two grand by mm. doing it then have a good time yeah, have a good time i loved it and i always make the kids when they come back i never ever i make the point of not being like oh holiday in term time yeah, cheeky no, i always no. go do you have a nice time that's really so, good right we've, we've been doing let's this work hard let's now. crack on I mean, we're not going to go back through this stuff yeah. but you, you'll pick it up as but we go objectively <laughs> objectively clearly mm. missing a week of school 
is, a, is, is going to impact their progress on certain things. Mm. It's going to be harder for us to catch them up. It's going to be extra work for us to catch yeah. them up. You know, it is just an extra load on our minds. Can I, can I vent for one thing that I've had on. one, one time in the past, right? This one experience. This is the only time I've ever got annoyed at an, an actual uh, midterm holiday. Yeah. Because... When when they met, went on holiday for two weeks. Sure, that's in, a huge in the middle jump. of term. I would argue two weeks, by the way, is much different to one week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weeks is a big jump. Oh, that's, that's like that's, that's like double. It's, it's almost <laughs> double. that's like triple one Whoa. week. And um, when they came back again, didn't have a problem with it. I was just a bit like, oh, it is a bit annoying for me, but fine and whatever. You've been on holiday. It wasn't until um, I got a, a, a formal complaint written in because I hadn't. We did some fun stuff in that two weeks. Right. And I hadn't like planned ahead to reserve some of the fun thing for this particular child, like in like retrospect. Right. I don't want to go into too much detail. Right. I get what you mean. Too specific, so you, you did something really fun. I with did the something nice. And whilst they're off. Whilst that cat kid was off. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the parents had expected me for when they got back to have like reserved this thing so they got to like retrospectively do the fun thing as well. Right. And I, yeah. I, I honestly, I, I had to like, I had to remove, because like, you know, I'm losing my temper and I'm just horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, I can't speak to this person because I would just be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You took, you chose to take your child out of term and yeah. out of school in term time. Yeah. You missed the stuff in term yeah. time. I'm not, that's not my problem. So to, not my I'm going to I'm going to save you here from sounding like a grumpy old man. Yeah. Because <laughs> if the child was sick, what would your response be? And then they were off. They're tough. They missed it. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. think. But would I it mean, be would it be as angry? No, not as angry. That's what I mean. I guess not as angry. If I, they've gone on the way on a lovely all expenses paid two week holiday somewhere, yeah. and they didn't get an ice lolly in the afternoon, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah, no, I, I think that's justifiable though. If they were just sick, I'd, I'd feel bad for them. Yeah, that's what if I mean. They were poorly, I mean. And, like, and they didn't want to lose it. That's my point. You wouldn't be angry. You'd be like, oh, that is good. You, they've got no control over the fact you were ill. Yeah, you didn't yeah. go on the holiday, so yeah. do you know what? Maybe I'll try and get this thing in place for yeah. you. Or I'll try and do this instead. You wouldn't necessarily still. Because you, you, you wouldn't know they're ill. You wouldn't move a whole day no, to no, another thing. No, no. That's when they're ill. You'd yeah. feel bad for them. You'd be like, I'm sorry, mate. Let's try this instead. Yeah. They've been yeah. on holiday. You'd be like, you know, for yeah, a formal tough. complaint, guys. I know. Crazy, I was really. so annoyed at that. Mad. Anyway, so but. I guess the, the one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I hope lots of teachers feel on the same boat, and I understand the importance of this. And this has happened in every school I've worked at. This has happened in every school of people I've talked to. Is um, And it's linked to the timetable maybe not being a fit for purpose is that even though we do english and maths every day mm. there are going to be children who are on the cusp of something you know a, a grade that they need to try and push to for our for data to look good or for their progress from key stage one to be where it should be based on again the government's overlooking eye and the leak tables and things like that there i reckon every school in the country has interventions which are extra groups for children running yeah. Outside of English and maths time, obviously, because they need the English and maths, that go creep into afternoon lessons. <laughs> now, cards on the table. I would much rather every child simply receive the whole afternoon lesson. I'd much rather whoever whoever they are, the work that's gone into differentiating a, a task or changing something so that it's suitable for everyone in your class. Mm. Uh, for them in the afternoon then to be taken out for half an hour to do a group, yeah, yeah. it doesn't sit right with me that they should lose history time or geography time or science time because they didn't quite cover something in the every single day coverage of English and maths. Yeah. Uh, where do you sit with that? Because again, that's to do with the timetable. It, it's it, Is it fit for purpose? They're not going to reach the level that the government have decided should they miss out on their history and geography. I have spent nine years very passionately trying uh, against interventions genuinely yeah. i really 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 don't like them 
I don't like them. Ever. Full, full stop. I just don't like them. Mm. You know, if your school has some magic time where you can run them. Mm. So fine. what about, what about you know, for example, uh, I don't know, um, if assembly's happening. Yeah, or... that, so that, that to me is like the only one where it's like, okay, you can justify it a bit. Eat, that's still missing something that everyone else is getting mm. at the end of the day. Mm. We just don't value assembly generally in schools as much as like a lesson. Sure. So that one, I'm like, okay, if you're going to do an intervention, yeah, make, you know, limit it to assembly. But so how, our, do ki- how do kids catch up then? Through quality teaching. Just, I, think, well, I think, honestly, it just has to be through teaching. If we're doing yeah. maths and English every single day. Yeah, we're doing maths. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're doing maths and English every day. Every year's curriculum mm. basically recaps the last year's curriculum yeah. and adds a bit more to it. Like, yeah. There's just got to be a point where we say, well, they are doing five hours of that a week or six or seven hours of that a week. 15 minutes intervention. Yeah. It's yeah. just, they're, they're let's doing, not do that last bit. They're doing six hours of history a term. <laughs> yeah. They're doing yeah. seven hours of maths a week. Should we do smirch to maths during history? Yeah. No. I've always hated it. So I've always been very yeah. against it. I've always been very, very vocal as well to yeah. SLT. If, if our SLT were listening, they'd probably be like, yeah, here we go again. Because <laughs> I do, I'll say it all the time. But, I'm like, let's, yeah. stop do, let's stop doing this. And I'm, I'm usually sp- speaking about afternoons. In fact, yeah. I'm always speaking about afternoons. Yeah, same, same afternoon. I hate kids missing. I also, from a selfish perspective, nothing annoys me more than mm. an adult coming into my room when I'm halfway through an input and I've just got them all hooked on some topic they might not have been that interested in but i've managed to get them hooked on it and say oh can i have so and so so and so so and so and so and so yeah and it's the four children you know who it is yeah it's the four children who need to be in that room the most hence the reason they're in an intervention to catch up on something they find learning harder yeah Yeah, please do take them out of the end of my input (laughs) and the start of the task so that when they come back in they have no idea what they're doing they're behind yeah oh god it annoys me so much it's frustrating. It is frustrating. And it's the same frustration as when a child's late. Like we just, it can't be accepted. Like mm. If someone sits there and goes, yeah, it's, it's quite frustrating when a child comes in late or misses, you know, half an hour of a lesson, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It can't, then, we can't then pretend it's not frustrating when a child mm. misses half an hour of your lesson for a yeah. different reason. It's still mm. frustrating for the same reason. Yeah. Only this time we have complete control over it. Would you take a kid out of a maths lesson to do an English intervention? Of course you wouldn't. So, so another you know side to this coin is okay. We're just teaching the kids that these subjects are just not important. Yeah, history not important. Yeah. Go out and do some maths. Yeah. So you know, in the past, I've run intervention groups. It's my job. I've been asked to run intervention groups. Mm. I, therefore, I've made them really useful. They have been maths. Yeah. There's sometimes been English as well. I've done English writing interventions. I've done reading yeah. interventions. Um, but mostly, I've done maths interventions. Yeah. Geography. Uh, never done geography intervention. Yeah, never done a history inven- intervention. Never happened. Yeah. I'm not going to take a child out of maths because they didn't know who Julius Caesar was. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. however, I will yeah. take a child out of geography because they didn't know how to bridge 10 past 98. Yeah. You know, and you might listen to this and, and agree. You might be like, oh yeah, well, maths and English are important. Yeah. And, I, and do you know what? I kind of agree to that yeah. as well. But I don't, I just hate the whole double mindset of, we all unanimously agree that maths and English are the most important. They are just really important. But that's terms, already built right? into the timetable yeah. already. But also you have to tell the children and make it really clear that every subject is equally valuable. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, what, what are we going, what do you want? Yeah. Do you want me to tell the ki- do you want me to pretend to the children that these other subjects are just as important? That's why we put so much work into them. We're all becoming specialists in geography and history. But also not, we all secretly behind the scenes, but yeah, they're not though, are they? Because yeah. we'll take them out all the time and yeah. do these other things. Yeah. Or, like, oh, I don't, what, what? Are we trying to get across to the kids? I don't yeah. understand. It's, I think, again, this is like a, this is a personal thing, isn't it? This is one of those personal things where this is our personal opinion. Yeah. We you know we're teachers. We still do intervention groups is the point I'm yeah. trying to make. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still going to do, gonna we're do them. Adult, you know? Yeah, of course we are. And we're still going to make them useful. And we're still going to make sure children in those groups make more progress. Like that's, of course that's going to happen, but it's just at what cost. And the cost yeah. is that they're, you know, I've done an intervention group before where it's one of the groups has had to been during their PPA, um, during mm. their PE slot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, cool. 
I think that's nearly more important than anything. Yeah, they staying active and fit. So I might, I might actually be taking them out. The only physical activity they'll do all week. Yeah, that. So, so that sounds horrendous to me, right? Yeah. That, that's obviously. I'm like, that's awful. Um, I also, you've got to feel that way for history. They only mm. get to do history for like you know a certain amount of time all year. Yeah, it's much less than maths and English. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it, the the impact is greater on the subject they're missing mm-hmm. than the impact is on the subject they're getting. Yeah. So they're going to have more of a detrimental impact on what they've missed in history than the positive impact will be from maths because guess what? They've got maths tomorrow mm. and tomorrow and tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and tomorrow yeah. and tomorrow. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it 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 doesn't add up to me. And I think I think we're both quite passionate about. I'd, I'd love it for it to be a thing of the past. Um, and quality first teaching. It's like, how are your children going to make progress? Really good teaching in the morning. Yeah. One, one big thing, I kind of want to do a poll on this, maybe mm. the episode poll. Um, very specific though. So it's to, it's to people that are taught in year six and it's about SATs boosters. Because I think that's a really- Great poll. Narrow down, <laughs> narrow down the I orders. know, but I just want to know. Like, I actually just want to know because yeah. I don't want to, I was going to start talking about this as if every school does it. Yeah. But I don't know if they do. I okay. just know that- Schools in my small in. circle yeah, of yeah. Like, teachers, every yeah. school has done it. Yeah, yeah. So quite a common thing. I hate this, by the way. I am so anti this. I really, really, really hate it. A very common thing to do in, in year six is before the SATs exams, that big test that the school is judged on and, and the kids, you know, whatever, is SATs boosters. So it'll be like the weeks or, the, or even the terms in some schools. I do it for like two, three terms. Leading up to it, there'll be extra interventions in place just to like really get kids ready for their SATs exams. And again, it'll typically take place in the afternoon because when else are you going to do it? I really don't like it for the same reasons as intervention. It's like interventions on steroids. It's mm, just all the mm, time. Mm. But I want to know before I, before I ramble on about it, does your school do it? Do, you don't have to be a year six teacher, I guess, to know this. But if you work in a school, do you do SATs boosters? And if you want to tell us your opinion on it, I'd, I'd love to hear it before I start rambling on it about it, maybe in another episode on SATs or something. Definitely. Do you know the ultimate version of that, by the way, mm. is some children get invited back in during half term. Oh yeah, yeah. To into yeah, school yeah, to do boosters. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, okay, who is that for? At least it's not in geography time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's yeah. just in their free time where they have to relax and let their brain settle so they can learn more. Oh, we'll take that away. I suppose the last thing then about timetables <laughs> yeah, is uh, the last thing I wanted to come on because it's a big again, it's a big hot mm. topic at the minute, and they seem to be a dying breed. And it, uh, specialist teachers. Ah. So in terms of the timetable, mm. uh, we talked about you know. Is the timetable fit for purpose? Well, do you know what? As a human being who did a PGC year and two placements, and that was my training, mm. it would be absolutely ridiculous for anyone to assume that I am the best possible geography teacher. Yeah. I'm the best possible music teacher. I'm pretty sure your PGC was math specialist. It was math specialist. You're a math specialist. I am the best possible math teacher. I'm not even that. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. done that math specialism. Subject. I'm not even the best. It's my favorite subject. I'm probably the best subject. If I'm being perfectly honest, as a teacher, you can reflect on what you think your best subject is to teach. Maths is, I understand the curriculum. I understand the, 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 the points we've got to get to. I feel very, very confident teaching maths. I think I could teach maths without any um, resources. I really yep. do at this point. I, yep. I would say I'm at that point of teaching maths now where I could walk into a room Ooh. every day. No, but that, no, here's my <laughs> point. <laughs> but here's my point. That is one twelfth of yeah, the yeah. curriculum. Do you feel like that with any other Do I subjects? feel like that with English? No. I feel like I'm a good English teacher. Yeah. Do I feel like that with history? No. Do I feel like that with geography? Absolutely not. Do I feel like that with music? No. Do I feel like that with PE? No. No, no, no other subject do I feel that close to. Yeah. However, my timetable is I've got to teach everything and mm. I've got to teach at a really high level. And as a culture in school, <laughs> we have this idea of specialist teachers, right? Yeah. But very, very much so, and I'd be interested to see what other people think. I think specialist teaching is limited to three subjects. PE, mm-hmm. music, modern foreign languages. 
if you are a specialist teacher mm. in a primary school, I reckon it's 99% you're one of those three. Yeah. Okay. Why then is it that we pretend that children need a specialist in music, mm. in PE, mm. in uh, modern foreign languages, but not history? No. no, no, that can be the teacher, of course. No. Not geography. What are you on about? ICT might be another specialist teacher. Mm. But in a lot of schools, the teachers teach the ICT. Mm. That is such a niche that you can't possibly be an expert mm. at. Mm. And, and Off you go why to teach then... coding. Exactly. So oh, I've never used I, I guess the point is, you know, why don't we have more specialist teachers? Why don't we, as teaching staff, if we're looking at the timetable as a teacher's point of view, mm. why isn't my timetable maths all morning? Why, why don't I teach maths to more than one class? I'm better at teaching maths than other subjects. Yeah. Why why aren't I then in a primary school? It's happened in secondary school, you have specialist teachers. Yeah, yeah. Why not in a primary school then? Do I not have why don't I have four maths classes instead of one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're why right. doesn't someone else have four history classes instead of you the, know, the closest one? example I guess would be I'm a year six teacher. So I have to teach every single subject at year six level. But in one year's time, every single one of those subjects will be taught by a specialist teacher and it would be ludicrous for the idea of a year seven teacher teaching all uh, teaching every single one wouldn't it so can you imagine a secondary school teacher who's mainly based in year seven and they're like right this week you've got to do maths um, and english sorry you've got to do both i know you're a maths the other maths teacher but would you mind covering english all right you've also got to do geography history pe uh, and re and they are doing french at the moment and planet (laughs) and planet and planet please and understand the curriculum it's just like oh well i'm one year away from that like what what are we talking this is mental this is mad but i agree I mean, we've we've talked about in a previous previous episode when we talked about Ofsted, we we did talk about maybe why it's become so pressurized now of sure. like you've got to be like so specialized in every single subject, whereas before it was a little bit like maybe it was a bit more accepting of the reality of you're not actually going to be there, are you? So let's just do like a foundation in these subjects. But um, your question, so what was your question? What we can do about it? Well, my, my point that I was making with specialist teachers is we, we pretend that we need them for these subjects. Yeah. Or, or we do need them for these subjects even. I don't yeah. even think, I think <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm not pretending. They're much so better at doing we, it. Right. So why why therefore, yeah. what's, why don't we have specialist teachers? Why don't we have that mindset with all of the curriculum? Why does it stop at modern foreign languages? Do you know, it's the same reason. It's the same reason that if you, if you walk into a school, there's an 80% chance that you'll trip over a carpet that was put down in 1995. <laughs> There's no money. There's no there's no money, yeah. is there? Yeah. Well, that's how they save money, right? Yeah. They say, okay, um, we're going to get rid of the specialist teacher. Mm. So the point being at this point, we're not moving towards more specialist teachers. We're moving towards no specialist teachers. Mm. So we're going to save money. So we don't have to pay the specialist to come in anymore. But you have to teach PE. Yeah, stressful. What are the consequences of that? Stress. It is so stressful. And I know you're going to make a point in a minute about what you can do about it. <laughs> but it is horribly stressful. It's, you just... If you take that seriously, if you take your role really, really seriously, then you're going to burn out. Yeah. Because you just can't be. You need to get over it. You can't be, uh, you genuinely can't be a specialist, like an actual specialist. You can be good. Yeah. You can be a good geography teacher. Oh, I've taught this curriculum five times now. I've been in the same year. Yeah. I'm really good at teaching this, yeah. this unit now. But you're not you're not going to be a specialist in geography and history. Well, teaching it for six hours every time. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And you just you just kind of need to not let that impact you in the yeah. way that it would if you really took that seriously. Well, because the point being, if you get rid of a teacher, a specialist teacher, and you pass it on to a classroom teacher, yeah, I'm not dissing us classroom teachers whatsoever. We've got unbelievable skills, but the children won't be getting as good a curriculum. No, of course they not. won't be getting as good an of experience. Of course not. So we have a specialist teacher for music in our school. Yeah, fantastic. If, if that stopped, yeah. And I then had to 
teach all. In fact, no, I do teach the music. It's only never mind. No, I no, but they, but but they have <laughs> in, they have groups where they yeah, teach yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They they take assembly, sing assembly. They have different year groups where they come yeah, and teach. Yeah, for example, sort of they do teach it, and so everyone in year three and four yeah. gets music intervention. Exactly. And, and the like specialist that. gives me all the planning and things like that. Exactly. So I might do some bit. But let's think more one way. Actually, I don't teach any of it. So something like modern foreign. Language, oh, you right? do do modern foreign. Languages. <laughs> yeah. So we have we have a teacher who who do that, right? Yeah. If that suddenly fell on me, it just wouldn't be as good. No. And that's not because I can't be bothered. I just, just I'm not the, I'm not a specialist in yeah, it. I'll, yeah. It would be insulting yeah. to the specialist teachers yeah. out there to, yeah. for me to say, yeah, I'd probably be as good. Yeah. Oh, well, all no. of them. No. All of these. Of yeah. course I won't. And then the specialist knows every Tuesday I've got Spanish with year three. Yeah. And, and I can plan that curriculum out. That's Cognitive really consistent load. for me. Cognitive load is less. Yeah. It, they've got more to do, but it's all within Spanish. Yeah. You know, it's all within French. It's all within, you know, it's yeah. it's all within a certain subject, which they know really well. But back to your question, I do think it's budget. I honestly, I, I genuinely think if, the, if there was just the money there, yeah. I don't think our head teacher would think twice about it. They'd be like, yeah, of yeah. course, we've got the money. Let's get in, let's get in these special. Okay, but why don't we, why do we stop there? And that's my point. Mm. There'll be nothing against um, me teaching maths all morning yeah. and someone else yeah, teaching yeah, English yeah. all morning. So like a secondary school setup. In Almost. Practice. In terms of English yeah, and maths, yeah. like, you know, if if you have teachers who are more specialist and it would take less of a cognitive load, mm. are we de-skilling them? Or is it simply just not practical? Or is it just it's against a, the culture? It's a big question, isn't it? Because mm. there's probably a lot. You know, we could probably do a whole episode on this. Yeah, maybe. Like, what, yeah. should, should we teach like secondary schools? Because yeah. I reckon we could really go dive down into maybe it's because there's more nurturing in, in primary sure. school and actually building those relationships with your class sure. and having them more often rather than like a, a form group that go off all day. But if you set, you already do that. Yeah, true. Like half of the time. Usually if you set the afternoons, you still have your class. Oh, no, but afternoon you still have your class. I mean, right. mornings, mm. staff are split in half. Oh, half of them teach. Yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. Uh, one teacher will teach year three English and mm. year four English. Yeah. And then I would teach year three, uh, year four maths and year three maths. So and we just we, stop over. We, I, I've posed this before and I've seen it. I have seen it happen in schools very mm. rarely. And I always find it weird because the counter argument, like, the only counter argument I've ever heard to this mm. is, ah, oh, no, it de-skills teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Does it? Uh, how de-skilled is a biology year 10 teacher? Yeah. Yeah, I, are I they do find it weird. skilled because they don't know how to teach physics and no, yeah. of course they're they're incredibly skilled mm. at what they do. Let's look at the, what they're um, doing. The point that those people are making is that kind of why future like, proof. It's future proof. Like realistically, most schools don't do that. Yeah. So if we were going to be the one edgy school mm. that you only you only teach maths and someone else only te- teaches English, if you need a new job in three years' sure. time. That's what they mean by de-skilled. It's yeah. like, cool, you're not going to get employed now because you're and, talking about And that's a, really good, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, it's realistic, isn't it? But it's again, realistic. I think it would have to come down to, at that point, the choice of the teacher. You know, I'd be making that choice to go step into that role knowing that fact. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if the school choose that, that's their school. It's mm. irrelevant what other schools are doing. Yeah. But, you know, you would have to, it might be harder to recruit people for that yeah. reason. But as, as a teacher, I think I'd really consider that. Actually, it's a good, you made a really good point there because there's other situations where it is acceptable and mm. the outcomes are the same. For example, our literal jobs, we're part-time. Yeah. We're job shared. Yeah. So someone could say, oh, the things you don't do on Thursday and Friday, you're being de-skilled. <laughs> and it's like, no, well, no one's ever said that to me. But it could be. Yeah, no, but, but that's same what I'm saying thing, to you. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Like, like, and it is harder yeah. to get. We walked into this yeah. knowing that it'd be extremely hard now, and it is yeah. for us to go and get another job. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to yeah. now just go Walking. on on yeah. on like look for job adverts and be like, oh yeah, I'll go and do that other one that's a job share Monday to Wednesday, yep. specifically this thing that yep. I now do. And because we don't teach Fridays, I'm really bad at non-uniform days now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so good at bank holiday Mondays, though, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry good. a job share sorry oh. we get all the back holidays but yeah i think you know okay in general that's a great chat mm. round it all off yeah is the primary school t- timetable fit for purpose 
You can answer it again. Yes, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's never going to be fit for purpose because it's never going to be able to actually deliver on what it's designed to deliver. However, depending on what your school's purpose is, Mm. it can be fit for purpose. Should we do what the government's resolution to this was a couple of years ago? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Do you remember when they talked about this and we were all like, oh, please no. And they were like, we're going to extend the school day. Yep, yep, yep. No, 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 no. Please don't extend the school day. We can't get into that. No. Another time we're going to talk about why more isn't always better. Yeah, that's more good. lessons yeah. does not equal more money. More not always better from a government point of view. <laughs> yeah, Don't need it. They've got it backwards. <laughs> oh. Right, should we play the jingle and then finish off with a little game very quick? Ooh, yeah. Okay, quick game, Hayden. One of it is this thing. I want to play games every week. However, we did really like last game, so it's going to stay <laughs> the same. We've each prepared a category. Okay, yes. so for example, anyone listening at home didn't listen last week. This game is called Lies. You might have seen it on Sky Sports. They do this all the time. With, yeah, right. this is where I've got it from. I've watched it before. It's a very simple game where there's a category. It might be colors. Hayden and I go backwards and forwards bidding how many we think we can answer in 30 seconds. Name, so we need a yeah. timer up. Okay? Yeah, of course. So how many we can name in 30 seconds. The key part here is that it's only 30 seconds because last time Hayden first bid, it's a bidding process, by the way. There's no need to go in high because we can just bid against each other. I asked him, how many things in the classroom can you name? And his first bid was 25. <laughs> now, could you name 25 things in a classroom? Yes, of course you could. But can you do it in 30 seconds? Probably not. I so failed. I think we've learned a lesson because we went really low and really high last so time. So what happens when you know, we keep bidding? How does it end? So whoever, if, if for example, if you say you can name 14, mm-hmm. I've, I, if I think you can, I've got to bid something. So yeah. I reckon you do 14, I'll go 15. Mm-hmm. Hayden goes, ha I was waiting for him to say 15. No, you can't. You call me a liar. Yeah. So as soon as you think someone is strategic, basically, if you name them all, you get a point. Yeah. If you don't, the other person gets a point. Cool. So, so we call our bluffs. At whatever point you want to call a bluff, you say, okay, yeah. no. Uh, backwards and forwards. And then uh, that's it, basically. So Hayden, right, you've I've got, got the first I've category. Got, we'll do one each. Yeah. yeah so well, I've got each. a category. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So when do I start? I don't want to say. Not yet. No, no. We so bid. What? Oh, we bid it. Cool. Yeah. You're going to start the timer now. Yeah, I was ready to start it then. Okay, so the so, the category is okay. animals with four legs. Animals with four legs. Okay, 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 okay. Definitely, definitely seven. <coughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Just coughing. Yeah. Nine, nine. I can do ten. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Eleven. Now, do I make you do it? No, I can do twelve. Easy. Twelve. Liar. No, I really <laughs> 30, wanted 30 to. Seconds. I was really trying to push him up. Okay. I was thinking the closer we get to fifteen, that's two. Okay, how many? Eleven. 12 12 did I say ready 30 seconds animals with four legs go cat dog mouse hedgehog chameleon elephant tiger lion platypus anteater you got 18 seconds two uh, more baboon ape yeah, that's 12. Ah, oh, I got 12 seconds left as I was well. Just, I was walking around the zoo God, in my head. That was a lot harder in my head than I thought. We could have done more. No, no I, I honestly thought I couldn't do 12. Walking around the zoo. I know, yeah. I was walking around the zoo. What do I see? <laughs> that classroom one we did last week, I put myself in my doorway of my classroom and walked around and I was trying to name the things I could that's see. That's quite clever though. Yeah, you yeah. should do that. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, one now. Okay, my one. Yep. I, see, I think this is a bit harder, but maybe we'll still bid to that kind of level. I don't know. Okay. okay so my one is different kinds of New Year's resolution. What? So classic New Year's resolutions. Okay. How many New Year's resolutions can you name? One. No. <laughs> That's my bid. <laughs> Two. New Year's resolutions. Yeah, different things people might say for their New Year's resolution. You can okay. think of loads. A three. Four. Five. Six. Easy. 
Seven? Yeah, go on, name oh, it. I, don't know. I, just <laughs> I, I knew I knew you didn't. You just wanted to strike at me higher. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, ready? Seven New Year's resolutions. Oh, go. God. Okay. To become healthier. Yes. Oh, that, that's too vague. To go to the gym. Okay, is that one or two? You keep the first that's one. That's two. Okay. To start running. That no, you can't no? have you can't have gym no. healthier and running. Oh, no, okay. No, no, no. Um, to start a new hobby. Yes, that's the thing. To get a new job. Yes, four. To three more. Oh God, what do people <laughs> resolutions do people have? Um, to I'll give you to, running five, to, three seconds. Okay, five. So to make to make it get a new girlfriend or boyfriend. <laughs> No, New Year's resolution. Is that oh, the same what? one to get a new girlfriend and boy? <laughs> yeah, that's two. There's three kings. I don't quit know. smoking. Quit drinking. Oh my god, quit stuff. Yeah, obviously. stop stuff. Oh, my brain. Get you know to work like? on time. This is why I can't go on a quiz show. With you. <laughs> Dylan, obviously, Dylan's been on TV loads of times for quiz shows, and occasionally we'll be like, "Oh, we could do this one." He finds the ones where it's like there's low stakes. Listen, I'm being I'm being polite. Okay, I've I got just... I've I've got James on the other line. Ready? I'm like, James, it's you, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'll pretend. Hey, I just freeze up. Yeah. When I'm under pressure, I freeze and you don't out. know anything, I, and I don't know anything anyway. So right, let's finish off. Fine. It's been a longish episode. You win. It's been a proper uh, yeah, enjoyable long. one. I've loved this one. Bit, a bit longer. Perfect. We're now going to go through. I asked last question was if you made it this far through all of our questions and our percentages and Instagram, what are your top tips for this year? How oh. can we make this year really, really cool? Hayden, I want you to rate them out okay. of ten. Well, as okay. in like for how good is this right. advice out of 10? Okay. Because you're not going to know who sent them because some of these are our friends as well. Okay. Okay. Sure. So ready? Mm-hmm. Firstly, planning your PPA. Anything that takes longer is just too much work. 10. Solid advice. That was my one. Hey. Uh, next one. one. <laughs> Smile every day. Six. Oh, I quite liked that one though. It's nice. Simple. Go over it. Uh, break down everything you've got to do into simple segments. Tick them off as you go. Oh. Solid eight. Really nice bit of advice there. I think the best thing we ever got bought, by the way, well, I've always remembered this. I know it's going to say. One of, one of our head right. of years, yeah, in, in second or third year of teaching, mm. bought us all a to-do list. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what the advice was? From best thing. We had the health visitor around for the baby the yeah. other day. And her advice to deal with like postnatal stress yeah. and just yeah. having so many things to do was get a to-do list, yep. write it down, and that way you don't have to think about it. It's so clear for me. And I am much more both efficient and I forget less things, yeah. fewer things. <laughs> when I write things down on to do list, it actually changed my teaching yeah. genuinely. Yeah. A little yeah. thing, it's but it's good. really important. Be antisocial after work. <laughs> <Ten> <laughs> that is a really advice. good one. Go I loved that one. Um, <laughs> work is work. They'd replace you in a month if you left. So just prioritize your home life. 11. Yeah. I love that one. That is one of the people yes. who works with us. That is the yeah. that is mantra right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. This is a really interesting one. And I agree. Stay calm. I've been teaching for over 25 years and I love it. I get chased up if I haven't done anything. It's fine. Oh, that's like the advice I got get, given from our deputy a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, another 10. These are all such good bits of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Say no to anything that drains you uh, or that you are not getting paid for. Uh, no, two. You should do loads of things. <laughs> that you should, if you're a teacher, you should be working for free. I can sense a 10, ten out of 10 sarcasm. Ten, ten. These yeah. are all 10s, aren't they? Really good. Prioritize. Keep the children's progress and needs as the priority. Other menial things can always wait. Nine. Make actual good content instead of all of this rubbish that you've been putting on Instagram. <laughs> that? <laughs> Who sent this one I in? wrote that one You in. wrote that one in, I yeah. I thought it wasn't anonymous. How good is it out of 10? Trying to prank you. With, oh, that's like a solid two. Solid this two. one really made me laugh. It was someone we used to work with. Quit. Laughing <laughs> 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 I saw this come through and it really oh, cracked me up. Good. Um, uh, it's the four laughing emojis after for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, It was really good. Is, so is thank that a New Year's resolution? Yeah, New Year's resolution yeah. was to quit. Quit. Best thing she ever did. Uh, by the way, if you're listening, amazing teacher. We you but you did you well done you do you you do you you do you make sure you have something else outside of work that makes you happy gives you some me time that is a solid 
10. I agree. Yeah. It's just these are all really important yeah, things. Really, really important. And this one, one of our favorite people who has been on the podcast before, you know who it is Ooh, when I say it. Okay. Not having a baby. So we've all failed at that. <laughs> Who said that? Sophie. Oh, I thought it might yeah. be there. So I was like, yeah, that that would be a way <laughs> to get a yeah, more time yeah, yeah. because it's just another spanner in the works. Do you know what I was just thinking? Yeah. We better wrap up this podcast. Do you know why? Why? What can we hear? <laughs> screaming babies in the oh, background. Oh, screaming babies, so right. we are going to go. go. Yeah, having babies, so stressful. We get no free time whatsoever. Hour Sat and, here doing a podcast. Hour and, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and sort out the screaming babies. Right, bye guys. See you next week. Bye.